Hello and welcome to Get Flushed, the portable sanitation podcast. My name's Pete and I'm your host. On behalf of the team at Get Flushed, I want to let you know that we're absolutely stoked with the way the podcast has taken off. We really do appreciate all your messages, the friend requests and the likes and follows on social media. When we plan the series, we aim to produce an interesting and entertaining show, but at the same time, we also wanted to create value for our community of listeners, especially those who work in portable sanitation. Last week, Tonya Ray made a great offer on Serco products, and this week we'll hear another offer. We hope to leverage more deals in the future, but I'd like to point out we don't operate a fleet of toilets, and these offers are really for the benefit of the listeners, not the Get Flush team. Back in our original two-minute pilot, I said that we would look at new and emerging technologies and the way they're being developed and deployed across the industry. And I'm really pleased that today we're going to find out about a recently introduced product that has been described as the most significant development in environmental quality control in portable toilets since the 1950s. Last week I looked at septic waste and I talked about blue, the name for the chemicals commonly used to prepare portable toilets for use. Tonya told us a little bit about the history of blue and we learned about the four main components which were a dye, a fragrance, detergent and a biocide. Today we're going to hear from David Pipkin who's a director of a company called Portaclear. Now we haven't been paid for this and we're not promoting products, we're not trying to pitch any sales. We're trying to explore what's going to happen in the future for the industry and look at some of the changes and trends that the industry will really need to respond to. I'm in New Zealand and David Pipkin is in Florida, so I got up in the middle of the night to speak to him over the phone and I started by asking him to tell me a little bit about his company. So the company's been around since 1998 I've been with the company since its founding. Um, we're actually based in Wichita uh, at this point. And the product itself was created for predominantly municipal wastewater applications. Uh, that would be uh, corrosion control, odor control, fog, which is fat soils and grease, ammonia, biosolid reduction. So if the company's been going that long, how come Portaclear has only just entered the portable sanitation market? Almost two decades ago, we were told that the product would not work in the portable sanitation environment. So I guess we just didn't try it. So what happened to change that? Going on two years ago, I did find a portable toilet operator and allowed me to pour my product into a portable toilet that had a horrendous odor. Uh, and this was before the product was blue or had fragrance. And well, I simply asked them, if something did happen, please let me know. And I got a call the next morning uh, asking me what is in this product, because it certainly does work. I asked David if that had been a terrible oversight, because surely there's some similarity between a sewer network and a portable toilet system. A sewer, to simplify it, is a lot of water. And the environment in a tank or a portable toilet tank, um, let's just say it's a lot of number one and a lot of number two. So they're both means uh, of wastewater, but they really couldn't be much more different. 
if I was hearing this right, David was telling me that Portaclear completely eliminates the foul odour associated with toilets while the septic waste is in the toilet tank. The odour went away. It was eliminated. That is why my, one of my phrases is we eliminate odour, we do not control it. And there is a difference. So did you have to do much to the product to make it ready for portable toilets? All we have done is added the blue dye and uh, fragrances, and we're adding fragrances as we go along. David, can you tell me what the product is or how it works? Yes, I recently added something to the Portaclear website, which is P-O-R-T-A-C-L-E-A-R.com, to ask to what Portaclear is not. And I, I do want to make clear, it is trade secret. At this point, we only have a liquid product. We are working on single-use packets. Uh, but it is not a microbial. It does affect the microbial environment, but we are not adding microbes. That is not necessary. Uh, it's not an enzyme. It's not formaldehyde. It's not a deodorizer or an emulsifier. It actually affects the biology in the tank or wherever what biological environment that it is in, which incapacitates the production of the noxious vapors, gases, odors. And it also is a biostimulant, and that is why it will actually convert the entire system into a biological digestion pretreatment step. People really haven't talked about that, but Wherever your dump sites are, whether they're municipal or private, they will be much more happy with the material that is being dumped because it will have gone through a pretreatment step, which is exactly what we do in the sewer. By this stage in the interview, it was clear that David was telling me that Portaclear is fundamentally different from the traditional blue chemicals that first appeared in the 1940s. Whatever those first chemicals were since that time, the functionality, the modality really hasn't changed. The advancements have only been stronger deodorizer, formaldehyde, more dye. No one's ever talked about turning the portable sanitation systems into a biological pretreatment step. And there is value to that. They're not used to it, but uh, the operators of the dump facilities. I can assure you they are not upset when a pump truck comes in and dumps and it doesn't stink to high heaven. If David's claims are true and Portaclear does remove odours at source, this could be an absolute game changer. I have been told by individuals that have been in this industry since the late 60s and early 70s that it is the biggest advancement in what I call uh, portable sanitation environmental control since probably the late 40s and the early 50s when the first blue chemical came on the market. David, is Portaclear blue and does it smell like regular toilet chemicals? Blue is strictly psychological for my product and any product, and so is the fragrance. The only difference is my competitor's they must have fragrance because that's part of their treatment to make the environment acceptable. My product does not require fragrance as part of the functionality for odor control. 
but we had added fragrance because it's more marketable and the market demanded it. So once we had eliminated the odor, we did not have fragrance. Over time, the call would come in something to this effect. We don't know what you've done, but we really like what you've done, but there is no odor. And what they were referring to is there's no fragrance. I assumed that if I got rid of the odor, you wouldn't need fragrance. I was incorrect. Even though if there is no odor, the population, just like they got to have it blue, they need to have some type of fragrance. Our, Our product is eliminating the odor. So the fragrance is not competing with the odor, if that makes any sense. So if it's not competing and it has no role in making the environment, uh, our fragrance makes, and I hit on this earlier, but our, our fragrance makes the environment, I would say, more pleasant. But our fragrance does not make the environment tolerable. Meaning, the my competitors, without fragrance, I don't believe those toilets would be tolerable. Towards the end of last week's show, I talked about the smelly box that's fitted to the exhaust outlet on vacuum tanks to help reduce the foul odours that are discharged to air. And I asked David whether or not Port-A-Clear had an effect on those. I've been told they're called park boxes. People tell me, well, the odor on the truck, that's not really an issue. And my response is, it's not an issue until you and your customers and your drivers have witnessed and experienced the stench of hell not coming from that port. This product will end up being used because it will knock out the odor and that hideous smell that emits from the exhaust from the actual pumper tank or the vacuum pump. But aren't there already ways that operators control that smell? Fragrances can be added to the lubricant. Again, it is just the discharge of the tank going through a box that has another chemical, a fragrance. And I actually have a client that was spending $400 a month on the chemical itself for the exhaust box. And, of course, they're not spending that money anymore. I'm happy to admit that I was starting to feel a bit sceptical because David was making some fairly big claims about the nature of the product and its effect on odour and septic waste in the portable toilet environment. I asked him whether or not it was safe to handle. So when it comes to the material uh, safety of this product, I would call it the safest product on the market. And I do have the SDS on the website. The product can actually be considered food grade. The blue dye probably won't affect you because we had to create a a blue dye that it was non-staining. If it gets on your clothes, it might take a little bit to get the color out. If it gets in your ears, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, just wash it out. It cannot hurt you. Once we'd established that, I asked him whether or not it was environmentally safe as well. Uh, We actually had to get it approved for surface water discharge 
in the state of Florida. Because our product was being put into the collection system, the assumption was that it was going to go through the plant and into the, into the ocean. That is incorrect because our product is actually consumed like a food, but we still had to go through that. So, David, how's the product shipped, and how do I actually administer it to each individual toilet? The product is produced in concentrate, and we ship it in concentrate. You do blend our product with potable water. It is a 10-to-1 blend. Uh, We currently, again, are recommending three ounces. We do have two operators that are uh, having good success with two ounces per toilet. I asked David how he thought Portaclid had been received by other competitors in what is quite a fierce market. I understand the chemical companies, that's, that's the, only, the best thing I know to call them, been around for a long time, and there's a lot of loyalty. And, and I respect loyalty, but we're not all still driving around in horse and buggies. The industry is ready for advancement. It's a massive market. And, and, and there is plenty of room. I have had some pushback, and I think a lot of it had to do with multi-decades of, of loyalty to a product, and not, not just a product, but the individual that's selling the product. But that does not change the fact that we have um, a science, really, that is superior to the, the current majority accepted science, because there is a science to chemicals and deodorizers and formaldehyde and, and all of that. But, it, you know, change happens, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know how else to put it. As we got to the end of the interview, I asked David how he'd like to sum up. My product is not a new deodorizer. My product is, again, I always have to say this, a proven science. And what we did to bring it to this industry, portable sanitation, is we made it blue and we added fragrance. I spoke to David for over 90 minutes and we covered a lot of ground. I was really interested to hear how he's working with others to find new and exciting applications for Portaclear and to learn about its effects. I'm going to come back to his interview in future episodes, especially when I look at luxury restrooms or towable suites and Uric scale or Struvine. At the end of the interview, I asked David how listeners could order supplies. Just like Tonya, he immediately offered a 10% discount for listeners of the show. Just visit www.portaclear.com and quote the code GETFLUSHED in your order. Most septic waste reception facilities levy a volumetric charge for dumping waste. In other words, the more you dump, the more you pay. It's increasingly common for dump stations to be fitted with calibrated meters that measure how much waste is being discharged. Operators are usually given a swipe card or a PIN code that gives them access and identifies their account whenever they use the facility. Talking to wastewater engineers, there are two other factors besides volume that affect the cost of treating waste. The first is biological oxygen demand, known as BOD, and the second is total suspended solids, or TSS. I'll go into those in more detail in another episode, but the higher the BOD and the higher the TSS, the more it costs to treat the waste. 
And yet, you've guessed it, as this technology becomes more common, portable toilet and septic tank operators will be faced with higher bills to dump. One option would be to pay the higher cost and hope you can charge that onto your customers. But in a world of increasing environmental regulation, I can see a day where portable toilet operators are required to use a product like PortaClear that reduces BOD and TSS and therefore minimises the impact of portable toilet waste on the wastewater facility. Unfortunately, that means we've run out of time for today's show. We're going to hear from David again because he covered many of the issues that I plan to talk about in future episodes. And I'll start that next week when I talk about Uric Scale. I'd like to point out that I haven't used PortaClear and David didn't pay any sponsorship or commission for me to produce this show. I had some sympathy when he spoke about being knocked back and I understand that some people will feel uncomfortable when something new arrives on the scene. But hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already an early adopter. Once again, thank you for your time and please remember to subscribe so you get the next episode direct to your device. And why not check out our page at www.patreon.com forward slash get flushed to find out how you can support the show. I've been Pete and you've been listening to Get Flushed, the portable sanitation podcast.